It's HPR, All Things Considered. I'm Dave Lawrence, and grateful to have you here with us. We have a special sort of episode of Road Stories today. You can find all of our storytelling sessions with artists at hawaiipublicradio.org slash roadstories. Coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday night at uh, the Porter Pavilion in Kilauea on the Garden Isle. It is Grateful Mantra, a pair of local community benefits. Bill Kreutzman, one of the two drummers from the Grateful Dead, lives on Kauai, has for a number of years. He's gathered some musicians, including Stephen Inglis from the Honolulu area. He's going to be part of this. Proceeds from the show are going towards someone in the community's needs over there. Hasn't really been fleshed out real well, but it is a benefit. And we're excited to welcome uh, Bill Kreutzman back from the Grateful Dead. He should be on the line right now. Billy. Dave Lawrence. What's up, cuz? How you been? I've been good. Nice. Where are you? We're right here in Honolulu. I'm assuming you're over there on the Garden Island. I am. I definitely am. Nice. Well, great. Thanks for inviting me. You're very for welcome. A great cause. And for a great uh, reason to do well, it. Well, that's what we want to hear about, actually. So first, before we get into the musical aspect, this show is a benefit, and you just said it's a great cause. Explain what's in store for these shows and why are you doing it? What's the benefit part about? Okay. Well, the benefit is to help a, a local brother here who needs some uh, help, uh, financial help, and that's, he's a friend of mine, and I just felt in, I wanted to do that for him, and so that's that's that part. I don't want to put out his name or anything. No, I get you. Uh, the physical part, it, it's, it's just mostly I would like thinking about it. It's just a good gig. It's a, it's a good thing to play. we got great musicians going to be on board. Uh, Lebo from AOL, um, he also plays with Jack Johnson's band. He's a collaborator in that band. Reed Mathis and Stephen Inglis, who you know from Honolulu. Yep. He lives over there. And uh, the, one, the, the mystery person is going to be Adam McDougall. He's from a band called Circles Around the Sun, which is a real cool instrumental band. Oh, that's super like cool. So yeah, and so these guys are all up come to donate their time and, and help for this. And I love getting more music over here. Well, one of the great things about the tradition of the uh, Grateful Dead really has always been helping folks. And sometimes it is generosity, the personal kinds like you described that you guys have been involved in for decades to help people in need, utilizing what you have, your own gift to draw people together to hear music. Uh-huh. And the music that y'all yeah. are going to be throwing down, Billy? It's going to have Grateful Dead tunes that will have other songs that uh, these guys will bring. We're going to have the first rehearsal to Tomorrow, I'm going to do two rehearsals for it, and uh, that that's really th- those are really great fun because you get to pick what you want to play and don't want to play, and what sounds good and doesn't sound good. Most everything sounds good, so it, it becomes a hard question of how much time you have and how much music you can put on the night. Sure, playing in my band, Billy and the Kids, and, and we've been just having a world of fun out there. I can't believe it. And this is just a little side vent from that band, you know. Feeling the bluegrass where where you, you share people a lot and people come and visit a lot, you know, that's what I like to do. When it comes to that musical scene over there, Billy, in terms of cats like yeah. you, uh, does Carlos Santana, Todd Rundgren, Graham Nash, are they still all living over there? Do you guys ever bump into each other? Uh, I'm afraid we don't. Um, I Carlos played with me about two years ago on one of my Billy and the Kids uh, shows that we did here. We taped it and, and put it on Nugs or put it out somewhere. He played with, and that, and that was wonderful. I would certainly like to see him more. 
the other side of it that you mentioned, which is uh, recently there were some stories on NPR about the history of the dead as uh, mm-hmm. Dead & Company was rapping. But what they missed in some of that, which I was hoping you could kind of provide, because my boss, Bill, I was telling him, you know, what they really missed, Bill, there's one thing about mm-hmm. the dead that has not been really explained well, and that was throughout the 70s and then ending with the summer tour of 1989, there was an extremely mm-hmm. unique camping and vending scene. Now, while vending may have continued after that point, the camping did not. The camping got so crazy that it, a lot of the promoters didn't want to do that. They, they couldn't control it and it was too expensive. Whatever uh, myriad of excuses the promoters like to come up with or the people that run those shows. The, can- the other part of it, though, the... Um, Oh, I don't know what do you call it, the street level of selling stuff, you know, the little booths and everything. That's continued. Yeah. I'd love that. I'd laugh. I mean, we go to, when we used to play, uh, we go to the drudgy cities, right? And you could tell you're getting near the gig because everything got brighter. Right. That's one thing I'm doing in, in these shows coming up this weekend is I'm continuing that energy, the Grateful Dead energy. When did you remember or how did the camping part begin? How promoters and you guys negotiated to even allow something so unique mm-hmm. and, and community-oriented? One reason you didn't allow it, you, you appreciated it. When it first started, it was like, oh, what a compliment. They want to come and live with us. They want to come and see us more. You know, it was taken as a beautiful thing, as, as something that you can use as a, a really a, a good thing for people. Mm-hmm. You know, let them come and stay. Uh, we're going to play two nights, three nights, whatever you're going to play. Let them come and stay and, and see all those nights and not have to play for a new hotel every night. I think camping should be reinstated is what I'm saying. I think it's a good thing. Oh, it was huge. I think it's an amazing thing. I don't think people who listen can understand the concept of rolling up to a venue. Imagine there's going to be a four-night Grateful Dead thing. And when you entered, there'd be a big flashing like construction sign, and it would say overnight parking and an arrow. And when you went to that side, instead of paying $8 for one night of staying there, you paid $32, but you could stay. Are you going campground i think it was first come first serve back in those days you know before all the the, the fancy stuff but in in those original days every, you know, everything uh, trains were better back then uh, airplanes were more fun back then so it's a it's a hard one to say well it's just fascinating stuff we'd be here talking about it all day but uh the shows are this weekend really excited that we got to talk to you again it's friday and saturday night they're over at the Porter Pavilion, Kilauea. Amazing site there on Kauai. Grateful mantra, he's calling it. Bill Kreutzman from the Grateful Dead, telling us some fun stories today, too. And you stay safe. You, too. Love getting those classic stories out there, sharing with folks. A-plus, man. That's really good, brother. I'm glad you're doing that. And you, too. All right, my friend. Thank you, brother. Aloha. Aloha.
Tell me love is 